Welcome to Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents Burning Witches. This tale opens in 1692, inside a small house, and we find Mary, who is in her thirties, a beautiful brunette, wearing a plain-looking dress, tucking her daughters, Sarah, who is seven, and Elizabeth, who is ten, into their beds by candlelight. Mommy, will Daddy ever come back home? Will we ever see him again? Mary takes a deep breath, then slowly grabs the covers and gently pulls them up to Sarah's chin. I don't know the answer to that, my dear. Sarah looks at Mary with inquisitive eyes. Are you lying to me? What have I told you about lying, Sarah? Not to do it because it's, um, bad. That is correct. It is bad. Lying only takes you down dark paths that end with nothing but bad results. Deep down in my heart, I truly feel that we will see him again, but unfortunately, I just don't know for sure. Sarah looks at Mary with tear-filled eyes. Did he leave because of something I did? Mary quickly shakes her head in disagreement, then puts her hand on Sarah's cheek, wiping away some of the tears. Heavens no, my dear. You must be assured that you did nothing wrong. His leaving was not a result of anything you did or didn't do. Then I'm at a loss, Mommy, as to why he would go and abandon us like this. I am puzzled myself, but we must forge forward and make every decision count to ensure our safety. If we leave this place to seek refuge in another and then Father decides to come back to us, then how will he ever find us if we're gone? Mary leans over and kisses Sarah on the forehead. Those are all very good questions, Sarah, and ones we will ponder in the morning. But for now, I need you to close your eyes and get some rest. I love you, Mommy. I love you as well. Mary gets up and sits down on the edge of Elizabeth's bed. I am not blind to our environment and the level of hostility that has risen as of late. That is the reason we are vacating this town, is it not? We are leaving this town because I want better opportunities for my daughters than this town can provide. Are you scared about what is happening to some of the other women? I am not. The people of this town have lost touch with reality. A town that believes in fictional creatures is not a town I want to raise my children in. They deserve so much better. Mary kisses Elizabeth on the forehead. I love you. I love you as well, Mother. Mary stands up. Get rest, because I am going to expect a lot from you tomorrow. Mary looks at Sarah, who is looking at her. How is it I can see your eyes, little one, when they are supposed to be closed? Mary gazes at her children for a few seconds before leaving the room. Mary closes the door to the children's room and grabs the candle, sitting on the stand in the hallway, then walks down the hall to the front door, checking the lock before stepping in front of the window, looking out into the night. Mary's eyes shift from side to side as she scans the darkness, then grabs hold of the dingy curtain and pulls it over the window. Mary walks into her bedroom, closing the door behind her, then places the candle on a nightstand, then steps in front of a mirror and gazes at herself. Am I not pleasing to the eye? Have I gotten too old? Mary slowly reaches up 
and slides off her dress, revealing her curvaceous body that she slowly runs her fingers down, then reaches over, grabbing a nightgown that she slides on over her head. Leaning over, she blows out the candle and climbs into her bed. Mary takes several deep breaths and is about to close her eyes when the dark room is illuminated by an orange light coming from outside her window. What is that? Mary sits up, trying to figure out the source of the light, when all of a sudden her bedroom door is kicked in and several men carrying torches come charging in and surround the bed. You have no right to be in here. Explain yourself. What is the meaning of... Samuel, in his forties, without much hesitation, smacks Mary in the mouth with the blunt end of a torch. Shut your mouth, witch, and keep it shut if you know what's good for you. Mary, bleeding, falls back on the bed as Jacob, in his fifties, and William, in his forties, stand by the door watching. Samuel stares down at Mary, who is holding her bloody mouth, pointing at her. We have found you guilty of being a practicing witch and hereby sentence you to death, which will be carried out this very evening. This shall be achieved by securing you to a stake and burning you alive. Mary, wide-eyed, looks at Samuel. You have labeled me a witch. How have you done so? What proof have you assembled that would reveal such a thing? You are a vile creature, and your time has come. You are a witch, and you know this to be a fact. There is no justification for this intrusion, and again, I must insist on proof being put on display for my eyes to see. Mary, scared, looks over at Jacob and William, who are staring back at her. You are making a grave mistake by listening to this man. What he speaks of makes no logical sense. I am no witch. I am an innocent woman just trying my best to raise my daughters. I know nothing of what I am being accused of on this evening. Samuel looks back at Jacob and William, who have looks of concern on their faces. Stand your ground, gentlemen, and maintain your composure. Like I explained to you earlier, she will deny these allegations and try to manipulate your feelings with words designed to corrupt your thoughts to her benefit. Samuel looks back at Mary. Nothing that spills out of this woman's vile mouth will be the truth. These witches know nothing but lying. Mary, still holding her bloody mouth, slowly sits up. You are making a terrible mistake, as I am no witch. Samuel, angered, hits her in the face again, with enough force that it knocks her off the bed onto the floor. Mary, in pain, lays on the floor, when the room is filled with the sound of Sarah and Elizabeth screaming. My babies, leave them alone. Mary crawls toward the door, but is only able to travel several feet before Samuel steps up to her and kicks her in the stomach, which drops her flat to the floor, gasping for air. Now, what makes you think I'm going to allow you to leave my presence, witch? Mary tries to move, but the pain is too intense, causing her to just curl up in a ball with tears rolling down her face. (laughs) You must not harm my children. Samuel slowly kneels down next to Mary, putting the flame of the torch close to her body and bruised face as the children's screams can be heard. Will you look at that? She is actually able to produce fake tears to accompany her fake concern. Mary tries to get up, but Samuel pushes her back down. I would not worry about those children. Their fate was sealed the day they were born. 
Please, they are just children, nothing more than that. They did nothing wrong. They are innocent of anything. You must let them go. You are in no position to give me any kind of orders. Those things in there are far from innocent. They came out of you, which makes them witches as well. Mary looks over at Jacob and William again. I am wronged. It is a shameful thing that you should mind these folks that are out of their wits with unfounded thinking. They are dictating your actions that you will later come to regret when you realize there is no such thing as witches. Jacob, furious, storms up to her and kicks her in the (sighs) face, snapping her head back before falling and smacking on the floor. I have heard enough of your wicked tongue that spits nothing but lies, witch. You killed my brother, so you deserve to die. Mary spits up blood, then slowly turns her head to look at Jacob. What you are doing is wrong. Myself and my children are innocent of these terrible allegations that you claim against me. Your brother was my husband, who I loved very much. Samuel grabs Mary's chin and forces her to look at him. We will let God be the judge of whether you are innocent or not. You can sort out all of your wrongdoings with him. Mary jerks away from Samuel, and using her nails, tries dragging herself toward the door. Sarah! Elizabeth! Mommy is here! I'm coming! Samuel stands up (laughs) laughing as he watches Mary drag herself toward the door, snapping one fingernail off at a time. Samuel shakes his head, then looks over at William. I've had enough of these elaborate theatrics she is putting on for us. Secure the witch right now, so we can proceed with the planned events. William reaches into a bag and pulls out a rope, then walks up behind Mary, grabbing hold of her leg. Do not touch me! Leave me alone! William quickly jerks her back, leaving a trail of blood from her fingers dragging across the floor as Sarah's screams can be heard. William wraps the rope around Mary's legs as Samuel looks over at Jacob. Now you, get her hands secured. Jacob! Jacob, nervous, walks up to Mary, who is thrashing around on the floor. Leave us alone. Let my children go. You are making a tremendous error. We are not evil. Samuel snaps his fingers at Jacob. What are you waiting for, Jacob? Get the witch's arm secured, then that horrendous mouth of hers. Jacob kneels down as Mary thrashes around, swinging her arms wildly at him, smacking him several times. Just stop already. Jacob is finally able to get a hold of her arms and uses rope to tie her hands together. You are making a mess. Jacob shoves a gag into her mouth, which he secures with a piece of rope around her head. Nathaniel, who is 19, comes running into the bedroom and looks down at Mary, who is looking back up at him. Have you tied those devil spawns down to their beds? Yes, but... Then why is it that you stand amongst us in here? I thought I was very clear in my direction that once your task has been completed, you were to stay outside until we had completed ours. Nathaniel looks at Samuel with concern. I feel it only right that I must speak my thoughts and belief that what we are doing here is not right. 
cannot help but think we may be wrong about her. Wrong about all of them. Samuel storms across the room and grabs Nathaniel by his shirt and drives him up against the wall. What is wrong with you, son? We have talked about this. Never show remorse for the wicked. If she had a chance, she would cut your heart out of your chest and eat it. Don't be fooled by the package that she is in. The devil designed her body for the simplicity of seducing men and captivating their imaginations, which in turn lowers their guard, allowing for their demise. The screams of the children intensify as Nathaniel looks over at the door. They are only children. Children or not, the blood that pumps through their bodies is the same evil blood that flows through her. If we are wrong, then we are committing murder. Samuel slaps Nathaniel across the face. You need to stop with those thoughts. We are not wrong. We have been tasked by the Almighty to seek out all these beasts and destroy them, cleansing these grounds we walk upon of evil. The righteous must prevail. Nathaniel looks down at Mary, then back at Samuel. I cannot be a part of these actions anymore. Samuel, angry, looks over at William. Take my boy outside right now before that witch can corrupt any more of his thoughts. Mary stares at Nathaniel, who stares back. Now! William quickly walks over, grabbing hold of Nathaniel, and pulls him out of the room as Samuel grabs hold of the rope around Mary's leg and drags her out of the room. Samuel drags Mary out of the bedroom and toward the front door as Jacob steps out of the room, then tosses a torch back in. Mary catches a glimpse of her children that are tied to their beds as she is dragged by the door, causing her to beat her head on the floor in frustration as she screams into her gag. Jacob stands in the doorway, watching Mary's room fill with flames. Samuel reaches the front door, then looks back at Jacob, holding his torch out. Now, the children's room, Jacob! Jacob walks up to Samuel and grabs the torch walks back and stands in the entrance of the children's room. Mary thrashes around on the ground, screaming into her gag as Jacob looks back at Samuel. Do God's bidding! Mary thrashes around as Jacob tosses the torch into the children's room, causing it to quickly ignite in flames. Mary, with tears rolling down her face, watches as the room fills with smoke and fire, coupled with her children screaming. Jacob walks back towards Samuel, then kneels down, getting close to Mary's face. Do not worry. You'll soon be burning in hell with them. Jacob spits in Mary's face, then walks out the front door. Samuel comes walking out the front door, dragging Mary behind him, and stops several yards from the burning house. Mary stares at the house in horror crying as her children can be heard screaming. Nathaniel, shaking his head in disgust, looks at the house. This cannot be the way. What are we doing? Samuel drops the rope and looks at Nathaniel. What we are doing, son, is God's will. Nathaniel looks at Mary, then Samuel. Do you not think, if she was a witch, that she would not use her abilities to stop us and protect her children? Nathaniel points at the house. The children that we are burning alive in the very beds they rest in. Look at her. She lays on the ground weeping. I see no anger or rage or wicked intent. I see a mother in agony. 
Nathaniel looks at Jacob. We are supposed to protect children, not kill them. Samuel stares at Nathaniel. Do not make me start questioning your faith, boy. What we have done in the past and what we have done here tonight will forever shape history. The children's screams suddenly cease, causing Nathaniel to look at the house, then back at Samuel. How many more, Father? We will continue God's will as long as necessary, until there are no more witches that walk this earth. Jacob all of a sudden walks up and shuts Nathaniel. I'm growing concerned by your boy's temperament. I think he lacks the stomach for this kind of work. Or perhaps he feels sympathy for them. Samuel steps in between Jacob and Nathaniel. I suggest you hold your tongue, Jacob, and be cautious of what allegations you have chosen to hurl towards my son. Jacob looks at Nathaniel. Do you think that whore had any sympathy for my brother when she tore his head off and drained his body of blood, leaving his remains out in the wood for animals to feast on? Jacob quickly reaches around Samuel and shoves Nathaniel again. Do you? Samuel shoves Jacob back. You are stepping over the line right now, and it needs to stop. I'm capable of handling my own son. I strongly suggest you do so, in haste, before he goes and finds himself placed on the list along with the witches. Samuel cocks his head to the side, as if not sure what he just heard. What did you just say? It seems all of us have been carrying the load of work he refuses to perform. Tonight, he better start getting his hands dirty, or it will appear as if he favors the side of the wicked, and therefore must be punished. Samuel sticks his finger in Jacob's face. Let those words slip from your tongue again, and I will personally take the task of putting you below the earth. Here is a glorious idea that will fix all. This very evening, why not have the boy prove his self-worth? and string up this witch and place the flame at her feet. One would think these actions could help ease the suspicious minds of us that consider him weak. Jacob smiles, then looks back at William. Don't you agree, William? William looks at Samuel. It would erase the many questions I have circulating in my thoughts pertaining to your son, Samuel. Samuel turns to Nathaniel finding him looking down at Mary, which causes him to grab hold of him and shake him. What is wrong with you? I... I don't even want to hear it. Tonight you are going to show me and everybody how you can hand out the penalty for wickedness. By doing that, you will gain and feel accomplishment and justification for doing God's will. Nathaniel looks at the burning house. Do you understand me, boy? Yes, father. Trust me, son. The wicked like to play with a person's emotions like a young child likes to play with a toy. When they're done with it, they will toss it to the side. Samuel hands Nathaniel a torch. Now be the man I know you are and lead the way to this witch's demise and hold true that what you are doing is the only thing, the right thing to do. Nathaniel apprehensively grabs the torch, then slowly walks out into the dark woods for the others, following behind dragging Mary. He continues to cry. Nathaniel, holding the torch out in front of him as he walks down a dark trail, suddenly stops and stares out into the distance. What are you doing? Why have you stopped? Nathaniel looks back at Samuel, then back out into the darkness. Did none of you see that? Jacob looks up at Nathaniel. 
What are you rambling on about? See what? Over there in the distance, one of the trees moved as if it was walking. Jacob, sighing, holds his torch over in the direction of the trees. You would like us to believe that those very trees swaying in the wind were trying to walk? Yes, but not all of them. Just the one. Jacob, laughing, turns to Samuel. <laughs> not only does your boy have a sympathetic side for the unholy, Samuel, but it would also seem that he has taken a trip around the bend. Jacob, shaking his head, walks over to Samuel and leans in close to him. This is becoming a very disappointing example of your leadership ability, Samuel. I am rather worried that your inability to lead your own blood is a sign of your weakness. I will warn you only one more time, Jacob, before you find yourself bound to a burning cross. Jacob laughs and steps back. <laughs> we will see where you stand after this night's work is complete and we have a chance to talk with the Council. I assure you I will inform them of all of your deficiencies. So be it, and do as you see fit, Jacob. But be advised, I carry no worries about being judged as I stand by my beliefs and my actions at all times. Jacob sniffs the air, then bends down to Mary, whose back is all torn up and bleeding from being dragged. Something is in the air tonight. Can you smell that, witch? Can you smell the burning flesh of the other wicked we have strung up and burnt on this evening of cleansing? Jacob stands back up, then walks up to Nathaniel. We do not have time for your nonsense and stalling tactics, boy. We have a witch to burn. I know you think I'm crazy, but I know what my eyes fell upon and that it was not a fabrication of my thoughts. You are such a simpleton. You saw exactly what that witch wanted you to see. Jacob looks back at the others. I am growing restless of these antics. Let us finish what we started. Jacob leads the group up the trail as Nathaniel looks at Samuel, who ignores him as he walks by. Nathaniel stares out at the trees. What I saw was real. That tree was walking as if human. Nathaniel quickly hurries up the trail after the others. Jacob steps out of the woods and into a clearing where five large charred crosses stand in the middle of it. Several of the crosses still have burned remains hanging from them, with smoke drifting up from them. John, in his forties, stands next to one of the crosses that has a woman who is gagged, tied to it, and struggling to break free. Jacob walks up to John. I see you were able to retrieve the witch. Were there any problems doing so? Jacob looks back at Samuel, who is stepping out of the woods and into the clearing, with William and Nathaniel behind him, then at John. Tonight, many problems were put forth on display. Those problems will be discussed in detail later, and dealt with. Jacob looks up at the woman tied to the cross. You should take comfort, witch, as I have gone and found you a friend. A friend you can experience your most painful death with. Samuel drags Mary to the center of the crosses and drops the rope. Mary looks up at the crosses and the other woman, as William looks up at the woman on the cross. I think it best that we light this one up first, making the one on the ground watch how the flesh melts from the body, and listen to the blood-curdling screams of immense pain and suffering. That is a splendid idea, William. It is uncanny as your very thoughts seem to mirror my very own. Jacob looks at Samuel. 
What say you, Samuel? Does that suggestion meet your approval? Samuel nods his head. Let it begin. Jacob looks at the woman on the cross. You are hereby sentenced to burn for the crimes of witchcraft. Tonight your wicked ways come to an end. Your flesh will be burnt from your body and your soul delivered back to the very hell it rose from. Do you care to speak any last words? The woman nods her head yes. Jacob looks over at John, who then grabs a ladder, leaning it against the cross, then climbs up to the woman, removing the gag. You must please reconsider your accusations against me as I am no witch. I am just a simple woman trying to live a simple life. Please do not do this to me. The woman looks out into the woods. Somebody! Help me, please! These deranged men are trying to kill me! John sticks the gag back in the woman's mouth. So much for your last words. As I expected, nothing but lies. Jacob tosses the torch on top of a stack of wood that surrounds the cross and watches as the wood quickly catches fire. The woman thrashes around as the flames crawl up the cross and up her legs, causing her skin to turn black and bubble as Jacob steps back in excitement. Jacob, smiling, looks around at the others. There is such a satisfaction to watching the wicked get cooked right in front of you. Just seeing that flesh drip off their bones. Jacob turns back to the woman, just as vomit sprays out of the sides of the woman's gag, then looks down at Mary, who is looking away. You will most certainly not look away from this display. Jacob springs over to Mary and grabs her head. I would hate for you not to bear witness to God's will. Jacob forces Mary to watch as the flames engulf the woman. Is that not a beautiful thing? The woman's flesh melts away, exposing her bones. Oh, you getting excited. That is what you have to look forward to. Mary tries to break free, but Jacob tightens his grip. What is wrong with you, witch? You by chance are not scared, are you? I cannot believe I'm the only one that feels this is a terrible thing we are doing. If these women were truly witches, they would have certainly done something by now to prevent their deaths. Jacob throws his hands up in disgust. I cannot believe this. Here he goes again, taking the side of the wicked ones. Nathaniel looks over at Samuel. Father, I think what we are doing is wrong, and I do not want to be a part of it anymore. We are killing people based on speculation from a society that has become scared of its own shadow. We have no evidence to support our actions. Samuel, it is obvious that this boy has been turned. His feeble mind has been taken control of by her. Jacob points down at Mary. And now she plays with him like some kind of human marionette, pulling his strings in every direction in an effort to set herself free. Samuel puts his hand up to Jacob as he casually walks up to Nathaniel. Is this how you truly feel, Nathaniel? Yes, Father. Samuel takes a long, deep breath, then looks back at Jacob, and back at Nathaniel. Ben? You're no longer my son. Nathaniel stares at Samuel in shock. Samuel looks around at the others. As he has now been corrupted by the wicked, he must now burn as well. Nathaniel is all of a sudden tackled from behind by William. William is able to get Nathaniel's arms tied, then quickly gags him. 
Samuel, furious, walks up to Mary, reaching down, grabbing her by the throat. You may have been able to seduce his mind, witch, but you will have nothing to do with mine. Samuel looks at Jacob and John. Get this witch up on that cross right now! Jacob and William grab Mary and drag her to a cross as she screams into her gang. You are wasting your time, witch. Those pathetic screams are falling on deaf ears, my dear. As Mary is strung up, Samuel steps up to her. Your evil ways are to come to an end tonight. I have been empowered by God himself to act on his behalf. I will bring justice to our people you have seen fit to terrorize. There will be no more murder dealt out by your hands. Thrashing around, Mary is able to knock her gag free. <laughs> justice? Is that what you call murder? Mary winces in pain as Jacob snugs the ropes, securing her to the cross. Please, sir. I do not plead guilty. I'm wholly innocent of such wickedness. Samuel turns and walks away. Please, sir, I beg you to listen to your son, Nathaniel. He only speaks the truth, and for that you have sentenced him to death as well? Is it easier to rally behind a lie opposed to the truth? Samuel, furious, turns back to Mary. Your pathetic words are of no interest to me, witch! You truly believe that by burning innocent people you will change things? Look at all these crosses and bodies, because that is what you are doing. You are killing women labeled as a fictitious thing that does not exist. Samuel just shakes his head. I truly believe that burning witches, like yourself, will in fact change things and let us live in harmony and free from terror. Samuel looks at Jacob. My dialogue with this beast is complete. Destroy her! Jacob, smiling, looks back at Samuel. With pleasure. Jacob grabs the torch out of John's hand and steps up to Mary as she looks down at him. I beg of you, please don't do this to me. This is for my brother. Nathaniel struggles underneath William as Jacob lowers the torch. Burn in hell, witch. Oh my god! Somebody help me! A pile of wood below the cross quickly catches fire, causing Mary to thrash around, screaming as Jacob, smiling, steps back and watches. Enough already. Die with some dignity. The flames ravish Mary's body as her screams turn into gurgles, then silence. With Mary's decimated body still burning, Jacob turns to Nathaniel, holding his torch up. Well, it would appear we have one more to go. Are you ready, boy? Nathaniel tries to break free of William, but lacks the strength. Please, Father, don't let this happen. Are you really going to let your only son burn on a cross? Samuel is about to say something, but stops when the cross that Mary is attached to tumbles over and smashes to the ground. I must say, that lasted longer than I expected. Jacob bends down and pushes the torch toward Nathaniel's face, who turns his head away. What is wrong, boy? Is it too hot? Jacob's arm suddenly trembles as he brings the flame up to his own face as William looks at him in confusion. What are you doing, Jacob? Jacob looks at his arm in horror. I have not control of my arm. Enough with the joking, Jacob. I am not joking. These actions are not my own. 
Jacob glares down at Nathaniel. This boy is responsible for this. He is controlling my hand. John looks down at Nathaniel. He's been turned and is now using the dark arts. Nathaniel shakes his head. I swear to you, I have nothing to do with what is happening. I can't stop it! Jacob tries to force his arm back, but can't as the torch pushes up against his chest, igniting his shirt. Jacob! John watches in horror as Jacob is consumed by the flames, causing him to scream out in pain and run around in an effort to put the fire out in the tent. Laughter, all of a sudden, accompanies the scream as the others watch in horror as Mary's charred body slowly rises up from the burning pile of lumber. Oh, my God. William falls off the corner as Mary steps out of the lumber and into the clearing, grabbing hold of Jacob, pulling him in close to her. You scream just like your brother. You should heed your own advice and die with dignity. Mary, without hesitation, punches her hand into his chest and tears out his still-beating heart, then lets his lifeless, burning body fall to the ground. Samuel looks over at John. Why do you stand there in hesitation? Do something, John! John stands, wide eyes and frozen, watching Mary, turns to him, tossing the heart up and down in her hand. (laughs) Yes, John, do something. Samuel claps his hands together. John! Mary looks down at Jacob's burnt body as the fire goes out, leaving just the sound of night crickets, then tilts her head from side to side as she looks John up and down. What is wrong, John? You seem at a loss for words. Could it be that you find the new me not to your liking? In a blink of an eye, Mary is suddenly standing in front of John and grabs him around the throat, picking him up off the ground. What is wrong with you, William? Help him already! William watches as Mary, with little effort, forces John down to his knees, then with one hand opens his mouth up wide, then reaches down with the other, picking up a flaming piece of jagged lumber. John looks up at Mary, unable to speak, as she jams the piece of lumber down his throat, then kicks him over dead. William, horrified, jumps up and turns to run, but runs right into one of the other crosses, knocking himself back to the ground. Why women are so persecuted when the male species are so lacking in any intelligence is a mystery to me. William shakes his head and starts to get up when he finds Mary suddenly standing over him. Leave him be, witch! William, terrified, holds his hands up. I am sorry for my actions. Please, do not kill me. I have a family I do wish to see again. These words you have chosen to speak are meant to evoke some kind of heartfelt tug, are they not? Unfortunately, my heart is dark, cold, and lacks any compassion for sad, pathetic men such as yourself, and their sorry attempts to extend their life. Mary, using her razor-sharp fingernails, lashes out slicing open William's throat, spilling blood all over the ground. William reaches up, grabbing his throat, trying to stop the cascade of blood escaping from his body as Mary watches. As you kneel there, feeling your life pump out of your body, I want you to know something about that family you love so much. I will be paying them a visit and killing them one by one and 
clearing your seed from this earth. Mary laughs, laughs as William bleeds out and falls over dead. William! Samuel charges across the clearing towards Mary, but stops when she spins around to face him, which causes him to hold up his Bible. The hand of God will not fail me and send you back to hell where you came from! Mary just shakes her head, laughing. <laughs> My dear Samuel, have you ever stopped and reflected for a moment on the fact that you may very well already be in hell? Mary takes a step towards Samuel, causing him to push the Bible out at her more. Keep your distance, wicked creature! Mary holds her hands up, motioning toward the Bible. Are you sure you want to put so much faith in some silly book that was created simply to control people? That book has no power or relevance. Samuel looks at his Bible, then up at the sky. Please, help me, God! I am truly in need of your help. Mary looks at the night sky, then looks back at Samuel. Oh, my. It would appear that your plea for help has fallen on deaf ears. One can only assume that a being of that magnitude must be preoccupied with other matters far outweighing your current ones. Mary takes another step, which causes Samuel to take a step back. Do not come near me, witch! I must ask you a question, Samuel. Did any of you actually have any kind of plan in place if your little witch hunt actually turned up a witch? Mary looks back at the crosses and human remains, then back at Samuel. For the record, all those other women you burned alive, all innocent. Not one of them a witch, as you had labeled them. Samuel looks over at Nathaniel. What are you waiting for? Get out of here while you still can, Nathaniel! Nathaniel gets up, and with his hands still tied behind his back and a gag in his mouth, he runs into the woods as Mary watches him. I must admit, he is a very handsome young man. Samuel slaps the Bible. He had nothing to do with any of this. You leave him alone. Mary turns back to Samuel. He will serve a purpose for me soon, but first I must deal out your punishment. Mary takes another step towards Samuel, backing him up close to the tree line. It would seem your pitiful band of monster hunters has been disassembled, leaving you all alone. You do not scare me. I will fight you to my very last breath, and I am dead. Well, if that is the desire, then I shall not prolong this one minute longer than it need be. All of a sudden, tree branches come shooting out of the woods, wrapping themselves around Samuel's arms and legs, picking them up off the ground and into the air. Samuel clutches onto the Bible. God's soldiers are many, and if it is not me that dispatches you, then another will simply take my place and do it. We shall see. Several more limbs shoot out of the woods and punch through Samuel's ah! body, spraying blood all over Mary. Samuel's hand shakes as he continues to clutch the Bible. So determined to hang on to that book. Your kind will never win. Oh, I would love to hear all about how your pathetic, powerless people could possibly stop us, but I have things to attend to and blood to spill. A thick limb sails through the air and smashes into the back of Samuel's head, pushing his brains out the front, causing him to drop the Bible which Mary catches. Mary casually flips through the pages. This is just complete and utter nonsense. 
How such unbelievable ramblings could create such a following is beyond me. The Bible bursts into flames as she tosses it on the ground as the limbs holding Samuel's lifeless body withdraw, dropping him to the ground. Nathaniel, having trouble breathing, runs through the dark woods, but suddenly stops when Mary appears in front of him on the trail. You seem like somebody that is in need of assistance. Let me give you a hand. Mary motions her hand in front of him. Then the rope around his hands turns to dust, freeing him. Nathaniel pulls the gag from his mouth and stares at Mary. Why do you stand there in hesitation when you know you want to kill me? You seem so sure of your words right now. Am I demonstrating some action that would provoke this thinking in you that I am unaware of? You are simply playing games with my mind. I know you are going to kill me. Nathaniel, 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 why would I kill you? What purpose would that serve? I am at a loss for words. You're not going to kill me. <laughs> of course not. If I kill you, then who is going to run back to that village and the others beyond that and inform them of the horror that has happened? You want me to tell them what you did? Indeed I do. I also want you to tell them that each and every one of them is going to die a slow and painful death. I want every waking minute of their existence to be lived in fear. Now be a good little boy and carry out my bidding. Mary steps aside, opening the trail. I must ask, as I am perplexed as to why did you let your children burn if you could have helped them? They did not need to die. Certain measures, some extreme, must be done to conceal one's dark identity. Now that I have been exposed, I will no longer hide in the shadows under some ridiculous disguise. I am being very generous with your life. However, if you feel the need to keep with these questions, I will have no choice but to feed you to the worms. Now go. Mary points down the trail. Nathaniel breaks into a sprint and runs down the trail, disappearing into the darkness as Mary laughs. <laughs> this concludes the twisted tale, Burning Witches. Remember to keep those ears open for upcoming episodes of Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents, wherever you get your podcasts.